Hey, hey, thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Bowling, and I'm way pumped to have you join me today because I get to interview a special guest. As you listen today, you get to hear what it looks like to live in genuine love every day, and you're going to love it. Be sure to subscribe and share this with your friends. Thank you so much for watching, listening. Of course, I want to have you subscribe. That would be fantastic because we have great content and interview really fun, cool people. So on that, I want to introduce you to my friend, Debbie Kirk. Thank you, Debbie, for hanging out. Thank you for having me. Super stoked you're here. Tell us a little bit about your background, kind of like why, how could we know you and what's cool? Yeah. So, well, I've been a partner with the ministry for about 20 years now. I was a lot lot younger when I started. Um, gosh, you know, Sarah, I grew up really kind of kind of rough. Like I grew up in a lot of religion, um, where basically like there was just a lot of form and a lot of like, like I just didn't I just didn't get it when I was growing up. Like I just didn't get being born again. I didn't understand a lot. So I was kind of living a double life. I lived the church life when I went to church, and then I had the home life. And so I just I grew up super rebellious. You know, I only went through the eighth grade in school and, uh, that, that was kind of, yeah, I just had a real rebellious life, but I went straight into work after that. And, you know, God just really, really blessed me. Um, so I met my husband when I was 16 and he like introduced me to a completely different Christianity than the one that I knew. And so after that, I started getting into, you know, Catherine Coleman and Kenneth Hagin and, and really just understanding that there was more of the gospel than what I had grown up with. Mm -hmm. And so, so that was really life-changing for me at 16 years old. And he actually taught me the principles of tithe and offering, which God was going to use later on in my life. And so, so anyway, um, yeah. And the long and short of it is I, I retired at like 46 years old and I sold my travel agency and now going into full-time ministry to teach other people how they can prosper using the principles in the word of God. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So did you leave home when you were 14? No. So, um, so, so I had like relationships when I was younger. I, I actually was dating someone that was a lot older than me, even when I was like 13 years old. Um, and I would be at home, but my parents really couldn't like control me. I was pretty, I was pretty rebellious and uncontrollable. So I didn't really like leave home. I might leave for a, a time and then always come back. Um, but no, it, by the time I was 16, I had given my heart back to the Lord again and met my husband. So yeah. yeah. And with your parents, do you have like brothers and sisters also? I do. I have an older brother and an older sister. They both live in Washington. So um, about 10 years ago, I made the move to really completely change my life and just decided that I wanted to move to Florida. So I went from one, one part of the map completely to the other just to really start over. Yeah. Fresh. Yeah. So you grew up in Washington, Washington State. Washington State. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So born and raised there. Born and raised there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like in near Seattle. Is that right? Yeah. Pretty close. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. North Seattle at the time, and now it's Shoreline. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. cool. And are your parents still alive? No. No. My dad passed in 2013. So my dad was a lot older when he had me, which which is probably what kind of led me into really. Um, 
getting, uh, you know, along with that older crowd, because as I was growing up, I, I was always a, like attracted to like older people. I always identified with older people. And I think it was because my dad actually was so much older when he had me. Um, my mom is still alive. Yes. Yeah, she just had her 80th birthday and yeah, we just celebrated that like a week ago. Mm-hmm. And um, she's doing good. She's doing really good. Nice. And so your your brother and sister who are older, how much older are they from you? Yeah. So I, I knew I wasn't a surprise, but so my sister's like eight and a half years older than me. My brother's a little over six years older than me. Yeah. Right. So in some ways, you're kind of a, a only child because they were so much older than you. Yeah, with my sister especially because, you know, she she was kind of off doing her thing by the time I was growing up. My brother and I, strangely enough, we had the same friends because of the whole age thing and getting along with people that were older. It meant that I was hanging out with my brother a lot. So we, we kind of shared friends and, and a, kind of a common bond that way. Yeah. Yeah. And so you dropped out of school in eighth grade? I did. I did. I actually, you know, so I was, I was at that completely rebellious state. And so I was going out with this, this guy that was like 10 years older than me. And he had this 1968 Cougar. And I just thought that that was way more important than, than going back to school. So I always say that the people that actually graduated me in eighth grade, they just didn't want to see me back again. (laughs) And then, and then of course, you know, I was just much more interested in spending time with him. So, yeah, I just... 1968 Cougar, like, some of us don't know what that means. What's a Cougar? Like, in my mind, a Cougar is an old lady who's creeping on a young dude. Okay, yeah. (laughs) But that's all right. I mean, what does that mean? It's a a sports car. So, like, back in the day... Oh, cool. Like a Mustang, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, just like... And, you know, I think it was like a 302 V8 or something like that. I mean, it was just, Mm. like, in the day, that was, like... That was like very, very cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was, and, and for my, my mind at that time, that's just, that's where I was, you know, I wanted sure. to spend time with him and, you know, just, uh, yeah, there was a lot of, there was a lot of rebellion during that time frame. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And then, so you started, did you start working then, like when you dropped out of school? Yeah. So I've worked since I was a kid. Like I was always like really ambitious. And I think, you know, like my dad, he could never hold a job. And so what I saw, I think part of my rebellion is what I saw in my dad as a kid was that he couldn't hold a job, but, but, you know, I was, but I was going to church and I knew that the man was the head of the household, but my mom was the one doing all the work. And so I really patterned myself after her in that work environment. So from the time I was like nine years old, I had three paper routes. And so I was always working and and I was making money and I was probably the the richest kid in, in, in our little clan. And, um, but my family wasn't, wasn't rich, you know? So yeah, I started working probably about the time I was 15 in getting like real jobs and real meaning Alfie's pizza, sure. <laughs> you know, sure. pizza haven, sure. uh, Taco Bell, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, eventually at 16, I, I landed a job that would be my, would, would be like the people that I stayed with all the way, almost through retirement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, and I stayed there for about six years and then I went directly into the travel industry. Mm-hmm. So why did you move into the, why did you pick up the travel industry? What was that? Yeah. Why? So what, when I was 16, I mentioned I met my husband. And so at that time, we were kind of like praying for a job. And, and this one came up at this A&W restaurant, the old diner with the car hops yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah. So I worked there for about six years. 
and the owner of the restaurant actually owned a travel agency. He had just bought one like the year after I started with him. That was like 1990. Uh, so after we closed, which was like 96, he, he couldn't keep up with the the 99 cent McDonald's and, sure. and stuff because we were kind of a mom and pop, you sure. know. So he said, hey, do you want to come to my agency and give this a try? You know, and at that time I was, you know, what, 20, maybe 22 or so. And I was like, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a try. And I always liked, I loved management. I loved finances, but I was like, do I want to work at a bank? I don't know what I want to do. So I tried it out and just kind of worked my way through, you know, receptionist to travel agent, just kind of through the ranks and and then kind of the rest is history there. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And did you enjoy working in the travel industry? I mean, think I would think that it changed quite a bit from the time you started to the time you retired. It did, yeah. So in the very first part, like the airlines would pay commissions to the travel agencies. So, you know, that that was probably the first, you know, couple years I was there, but they were they were starting to cut it like pretty soon. And so our method of getting paid got different. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I did like it and I liked it because I, it was new. I didn't, when you start learning something and you grow within it, it just gets more and more exciting because it's stuff that you don't know. And it was like, you're learning the world really, you know, as you're doing it and then you're helping people, you know, so it was fun. And I didn't grow up with that. You know, we grew up poor. Like mm -hmm. if, if, if we were gonna, if we were gonna go somewhere camping, you know, taking our camper into Canada yeah. by car mm. with a trailer, that yeah. was like a big deal. And so when I booked my first vacation package, I was like, people actually pay for this stuff? Like, <laughs> like people have like money to do this? Yeah. I was so excited. I actually, I, I delivered the documents to their home. I was like, yeah. I was, it, it would just, it was a whole new world, Yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. So then have you traveled a fair amount? From, oh my goodness. Yeah. 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 So yeah, we've, you know, I've, I've, I've traveled so much that I've actually, I've got it out of my system as far as for, for pleasure. You know, honestly, I think we're just, we're so over-traveled and I, and I got to do that with my husband while he was still able to do a lot. And, yeah. and of course, um, Singapore with, uh, you guys back in 2015. Um, but yeah, I mean, multiple river cruises, you know, Israel a few times. Um, yeah, just, cruising all over. Uh, my husband and my, my favorite is actually the river cruising, like in Europe. Like that's just, yeah. Like the Dnieper and the, what's that one? That's I, I, I can't like my mind is blank. The one between stupid. I should know this, uh, France and Germany. What is that one? Oh, okay. Um, so there's the Rhine, there's the, the Rhine. That's the one I was thinking of. Okay. And then, so we've been on the, the Seine and I, it just, it's just beautiful. Volga? No. Mm. No, like a rush. <laughs> yeah, haven't done, haven't done that. But uh, yeah, certainly it's it's like if you if you're a person that doesn't want to travel with three thousand of your closest friends and maybe just like hundred and forty, river cruising is kind of like everybody's just chill. Mm. You're just kind of meandering down the river. You yeah. know, they stop up to these little cafes. You walk off. It's just it's just fun and it's yeah. our pace. You know, yeah. we're kind of we're we're kind of a little bit like loners anyway. So it's like. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Well, thank you so much for hanging out and thank you for subscribing. Of course, I'd like to ask you this question. Where would you like to vacation the best, the most? Any place in the whole world, where do you like to vacation the most? And of course, hit the notification bell right there because that'll let you know when we post new content. And here is <laughs> your amazing joke. I know everybody's like, woo.
what happens if someone slaps you at a high frequency? It hurts. Hurts. H-E-R-T-Z. <laughs> the camera operator's like, oh my gosh, he just didn't do that. Yes. But next year, next week, hello, will be a whole lot better. Thanks for watching. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for listening. buckets wasn't that amazing oh my gosh thank you so much for listening today totally love your guts and i'd love for you to share this with your friends and your family thank you again and again for listening and we'll catch you next week